Welcome back to the Deeper Dive Podcast, produced locally in the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in La Plata, Maryland. My name is Bill Winnell. As always, joined by Father Larry Swing. Hey, Bill. And returning from his hiatus, the much-missed <laughs> Father Jack Berard. He's hey, back. Yeah, yeah. Father Jack <laughs> is better back. better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Today, we're going to discuss righteous indignation or righteous anger, um, and we're going to start. We've already done a podcast on anger, but a, a couple of you wrote in, um, you know, asking when is, when, if ever, is anger okay or righteous? So, Father Larry. Okay. Yeah, I, I think what we're going to do is start off, uh, I think, Father Jack, we were talking about a, a particular story that could sort of define um, when anger would actually be virtuous. And then we're explaining sort of maybe using St. Thomas and just some examples um, in, in some scriptures about how sometimes if you don't get angry, there's something wrong with you. But we have to also be very careful of like justifying that our anger was righteous because I think sometimes they, it's righteous anger when no, it was just a preference and we just, we, you know, we got hurt and we wanted to lash out. So to just make some very fine distinctions about, whether or not we could be actually angry for the right reason, and it's good to be angry versus sinful anger, uh, but more focusing on that. So Father Jack has a, a, some you know, current news about when it would be inappropriate not to be angry. So Father Jack, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think you know, if we look at the news recently internationally, if you look at what is it in Nigeria recently, there's been a, a lot of attacks on the Catholic church and this has been kind of going on for, for a number of years. Um, but I think, you know, really kind of ratcheted up this last week and got into international news because they burned down a seminary um, and it killed, I think the rector um, wow. who, you know, was left behind and, and should have killed others, but it didn't thanks be to God. But like, if you hear that <laughs> and there's no, <laughs> no reaction at all like there's like a coldness to it there's something off right like there's just something that's missing in what our natural reaction should be right that we we should get upset um and angry and desire vengeance when some someone has been killed when someone has been uh you know unjustly <laughs> punished or hurt um doesn't mean always, right? And we don't always, we're not, we cannot be the final arbiter of that. But I think there's some things that should just be clear. Um, you know, or we God is blasphemed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, it, and it is, it is kind of funny because, you know, brought up, you know, Thomas and his, his reaction to anger and, and he sees anger as a good thing. Um, yeah, he does. Like, and I was shocked. I mean, it's almost like, like you bring up that point and it's like, sometimes it's like, I'm reading this is from the Summa and um, it says here, the lack of anger is a sign that the judgment of reason is lacking. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that means now, once again, if it, if the anger is indeed righteous and so let's just kind of, let's like kind of, I'm going to read this quote and then maybe father Jack, you could break it down. It says, if anger is desire for vengeance in so far as it is really just, then anger will be good and virtuous and is called zealous anger. So he says there, if it's um, 
it's really just. That's something we have to sort of pin down. Uh, then it's good and it's good and virtuous, and it's thus called zealous anger. But if it is desire for vengeance that appears just, but is not really just, then the anger is a sin. De Malo seven uh, paragraph two. So uh, break that down. Yeah, I mean, so so it probably helps even to start, uh, you know, with with another place of where he kind of locates anger, right? So so you know. Thomistic anthropology is one of the scariest things to start reading and then one of the best once you finish it, right? Because it, it sounds, every word is made up, it sounds like. Uh, and then, and then it all kind of comes together. So, so anger is this like great passion that moves the will and it moves the, and, and it influences reason for better or worse. Um, but when it comes to anger, he says it's, it's got two, two kind of causes, right? Which would be sorrow and hope. Um, and so, you know, when he talks about things that are just and unjust, he's talking about things that should or should not bring us hope. And for him, for hope, there's only one cause and one, one, and yeah, and one end object. Right. So, you know, I, I was actually, this is what I did my, I did an Advent series on the theological virtues in my parish. And I was really trying to hammer home for hope. We talk about hope in a lot of ways, but for it to be a virtue, we can only hope for God. Mm-hmm. But we allow, but God, but Thomas and, and Thomas makes it clear is that like, but we can hope for things that lead to that as well. So, mm-hmm. for example, I, I, you know, if you, um, like, I, I, I can't virtuously hope for for Father Larry to win the lottery, right? I just, I can't. That's not. It's it's too minor of a thing. Even though it's a substantial amount of money, though I, I've lost track of how much it is. But I can if it will ease some of those burdens that deter him from living a, a, a Christian life, right? So then I can, you know, like if I say, when I say to Father, like, oh, I hope you feel better. It's not just for the sake of his bodily good, but so that he is then free to do what he needs to be doing, right? So that he can pray easier, so that he can serve better, right? All of those things, right? And, you know, sorry, don't want to bring up your, you know, the fact that you're getting old, Father Larry, but uh, <laughs> first shot. Had to do it, uh, but but the reality of like, like that that that's what hope is. It's right. to, that we are become closer to God. That we're in a better relationship with Him, and anger serves that purpose. So we so basically what Thomas is saying, and kind of paraphrasing what you're saying, is that if God is being, uh, or God's word or truth, or just something about Him, is being unjustly attacked. Would you? Would that be another way of looking at it? Like God's serenity, God's laws, God's word. Um, you know, I mean, it basically is all directed toward God because it has to be mm-hmm. just anger. It uh, has to be a violation against God, not against our football team. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, to yeah. to be honest, mm-hmm. it has to be like when we're talking about virtuous anger, it's something where God is being mocked in some way. Or yeah, but, or a person mm-hmm. is being treated in a non-Jewish way that God would be offended by it. Exactly, and I think that's the key is is to remember that when we talk about you know God's ways, it includes His law, which and which is His commandments, which would be the two greatest, you know, the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. So we can be, you know, it's not that we can't be justifiably angry when our neighbor is attacked, right? Um, right. You know. We, we should be mad about that. Okay. Um, 
but but it but it has to be with that kind of singular end in mind okay so let's use a hypothetical situation Mm -hmm. and you know i mean obviously we can't talk about confession but let's say um a hypothetical confession where someone comes to confession like father i'm angry Mm -hmm. i'm angry at this new law that's allowing you know abortion to happen all the way to the latest term you know Mm -hmm. um I, you know, so it'd be correct. Sometimes I say, well, it's not an anger. It's not, it's okay to be angry about that yeah. because it's, it's unjust and it's, 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 it's a terrible crime. But uh, the question is, so how do you, all right. So here's the question. Like, I guess the question, if it is righteous anger, where's the limit? Do you yeah. see what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, then what does that mean? Like, how would Thomas answer or how would the Bible answer that question? So, okay. So, so because anger is a passion and that means that there is a certain amount where it's it's less less than rational right meaning that it's not that a, a fully free choice right it can't be sinful to just have that feeling right but but anger when it is good drives us to something good whereas right. hatred is something different right and and this is actually something he breaks apart is the difference between anger and hatred and anger pushes us for vengeance for the sake of hope, for the basically for the sake of conversion in the end. Um, whereas hatred just wants vengeance. They just want the evil put upon the somebody. So for example, mm-hmm. um, you hear, you know, the unjust law of, of, you know, abortion. And so your reaction is hatred or your, your reaction is anger. And you decide I'm going to, I'm going to march on Washington or march in Annapolis, you know, on February 27th, I'm going to, you know, this out of the other thing all great. But then now you've decided that you're going to develop a hatred for the clinic and you're going to bomb it. There's, right. there's that, no hope there, right? There, right. It, it's just not, it's non-existent. Or to a lesser degree, even a hatred toward say pro-choice people. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we're not allowed it, saying that there is such a thing as righteous anger does not give us, you know, carte blanche to, 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 to do to, things that are, yeah. that are wrong. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, th- this is a great distinction. And I think so, you know, people, if you listen out there and, and you're getting angry about something or you've seen evil and, or, you know, just say, I think there's another example I, I find with a lot of parents is they just feel kind of si- side swiped and a little bit uh, thrown under the bus when like they're, or even people at work where they're for, they're forced in some ways against, I, I mean, they don't have to do this, but it's almost, you know, with the, um, all these like, agen- these like, trainings with lgbtq and things like this and they're like you know why do i have to do this and they get angry about it i'm like well you probably should be a little bit angry but then it's the question is like how do you how do you virtuously either not do it or without making too you know like without looking like a like militant per se or just like you know like you're gonna retort with with vengeance well i mean well no in a in a way that's um unkind or not helpful you know, that, that's the question. Like, how do you fight back in a way that's Christian? Well, right? yeah, so, I mean, basically the question is, so what does unjust anger look like? I mean, how does it manifest that it's... it's well, I think Father Jack made that point. You know, in other words, like, so um, I think, well, if, you, if someone's like, I, way, hate yeah. that, I hate that person, I want them to go to hell, or I want them to get hurt. Now, there, there get, it is. That's, that's, that's what we can't ever do. Yeah, right. that's exactly right, Father Larry. Is that like we can't say I want that person in hell? That's not that that can't be. No Christian should ever say that ever. No, no, no matter uh, who the person is. That and that's that's the hatred, right? Is that there is no because hell is devoid of hope, 
And so what what is the difference between anger and hatred? And and it, it's really difficult. I mean, it really is because, and this is something, I, you know, you know my love of words. And so when, when Thomas talks about appetite, he talks about concupiscible, which is the easy to gain things, and irascible, which is really hard things, hard to hard to gather. Um, so things like heaven, um, holiness, you know, those kind of things. And he points out that ira is Latin for anger. So he says anger is good. And not only that, but anger has to have a long-term goal. Um, you know, when, <laughs> when we, you know, one of the reasons that we kind of hate to say this, but one of the reasons why we, we train little kids to not be angry is because they don't understand long-term goals very well. Right. Then, you know, what, how do you train a kid to do something good? Well, you give him a little piece of candy. He's not really searching for the good. He's searching for the candy. He's looking for the lower good. Right. So, so when it comes to how do we know, well, look at what we're trying to accomplish. If what we're accomplishing has a very short term benefit for us, we're probably in the hatred scenario. But if it has a long term benefit for the other person, that's where you know that you're probably in a justifiable anger place. There you go. Um, I was getting ready to ask, like, if there, if there was a, for lack of a better term, a litmus test, and that's, yeah. that kind of sums it up, sort of. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Bill, from Bill, from a layperson's perspective, you know, I mean, I know you talk to priests all day, but um, from a layperson's perspective, I mean, what are you seeing among, you know, I know obviously there's a reason you brought this podcast and like why, why we would talk I, about I think, it. What, I think, I mean, what are you seeing among the laity and like what's sort of like, you know, what are common examples where people are just like, you know, well, first well, why of, can't I get, yeah, first and foremost, I think there's, there's, I mean, and it, again, my perspective only here, there's a lot of angry people out there. There's a lot of anger out there. Um, right. I think, you know, within, within the church, which is my kind of uh, part of the world these days, there's anger at certain, at church leadership. Uh, whether it goes all the way to the top or their local bishop or whatever. Um, and again, we're not, I'm not talking right or wrong here. I'm just talking about that there is anger. There's anger with, I think uh, everyone is so, you know, we, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, everyone is so wired and, and tuned in to everything that the moment something happens, you know, you know about it. And especially if it's something uh, that's that's been a particular thorn in your side. or And it's hard sometimes, I think, for a lot of people you know, for lack of a better term, again, to, to, to let it go. Or you get the, yeah, but what abouts, you know, when they're trying to defend what they think is righteous anger. And that's why I think the important thing we were talking about just a few minutes ago, kind of a self litmus test to, to kind of check yourself to make sure, you know, that you are righteously angry. Right. Yeah, and I, I, but I, I think the point, yeah. And I, I think the point is, is that the anger Thomas is making the point is the anger moves to action mm -hmm. to put right what has been made wrong. So I think that's sort of the missing, the point is like, I think people just, they flip tables and they like, you know, write things, you know, that aren't helpful, but it's not really fixing anything. And I think really maybe what a lot of people have to do is it's not, it's not wrong to be angry because evil things are happening. It's happening all over the place, yeah. but it's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, what well, would be, yeah, go ahead. And, Jack, and, and I mean, I, I mean, I think the best, I mean, the scripture story of righteous anger is, is Jesus in the temple, right. Who, who clears out the money changers. Right. And, um, yeah. and, and, you know, there, you know, there's a great kind of exegesis on it of like, he drives him out with a cord of whips. Well, the thing about that is that he 
probably wasn't just carrying that in his back pocket, which means that he had to make it, which means that he had to sit there on the side fuming, right? Most likely, uh, at what was being done, right? To his to his father's house. And he, you know, drives them out bec- with with that in mind. And there's something really kind of nice about that, right? For us to hear, because it gives us a great example, not just because he shows us the action principle, right? He didn't he didn't say you know, may you all be banished to Gehenna, right? He he just made them stop doing the evil action. But he also made it about not himself, right? It's uh, zeals for my father's house will consume me. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the the virtue of meekness, right? We just heard the Beatitudes a week and a half yeah. ago. Um, and blessed are the meek. Well, the meek are those who um, worry about the principle over their themselves, right? So they are mm-hmm. the ones who seek the and this is a good thing is they they see the big almost like as if they see the bigger picture um so he he's angry at the temple being misused not at the fact that they've already tried to kill him half a dozen times at this point right and right. They, they you know right. called called you know his parents liars and him a drunkard and all of those all those things he took on right and we got to see that too is that when it's personal attacks we don't necessarily have to you know we don't necessarily have a right to be angry it's when the greater principles are at stake. That's when we should be able to see, like, okay, maybe I should be angry now. I, uh, I think I like that point um, about if it's not a, a personal attack, yeah. All right, but but then again, could the, could the argument be if someone came after you um, because you were doing the right, and like, because mm-hmm. we could take the mm-hmm. same, we could take the same principle using the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who are persecuted for sake of righteousness. There is yep. the kingdom of heaven. Yep. Like so, I mean, I, I'm sure you've had. Well, you've had. You told stories about when you've given homilies and someone comes after you, like, oh yeah, yeah, yelling at you when you were in, you know, down in Montgomery County, and uh, you know, I mean, accusing you of being whatever. Uh, would it be would it be unjust to be? I mean, or so. How do you how do you react to that? Like, do you say is it okay to be angry, or is that in our for our perspective we should just like just blow it off? Who cares? I mean, well, okay, so so I think I think we should blow it off. Now, I think right. we we can we can rejoice in the suffering that we experience, but that's that's a that's a very Christian and I agree with you on that. Yeah, because um, we're just I, it's yeah. Go ahead. But I would say at the same time, uh, that's the reflective option, <laughs> right? I think right. like in the moment, um, you know, having you know, you know, I, I've had those hard conversations where I, I've, you know, I've, I remember, I remember one time in particular, you know, you know, I'm getting made fun of, I'm getting, you know, and I'm just kind of taking it, taking it, taking it. And then somebody made fun of confession in front of me and it was the same person. And I mean, we're talking an hour into this conversation of them just like trying to like get under me and I just wasn't letting it happen. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't have to think well of me. And then and I lost it like in a, in a positive sort of way. I mean, there was no violence or anything, but I said, hold on. Like we, and then like raised voice and, you know, me, I'm big and I'm, and get loud. And, and, and I kind of just said, no, no, no. I've seen you angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been the cause of my anger. You, uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of times. It wasn't righteous though, folks. It wasn't righteous. I got to tell you, a lot of times, I was in the right. I just want, want to tell you that. It's in the rectory kitchen. Mostly. Father, Father Jack overreacted and he, he, he hated me. I got it. Merry, Merry Christmas, Jack. Uh, <laughs> hey, no, can you but, just tell that story? Just tell that story. All right. So Christmas morning, 
when I was living with Father Larry, I like come downstairs. He's I mean, Father Larry likes morning, so he's already you know in the chapel because he's pious. And I open the refrigerator to get milk for my coffee, so I'm ha- barely awake. And this bottle of hot sauce that he left on the edge of the the, the shelf fell down, shattered, and spilled all over me. And I just screamed, "Larry!" He goes, got a half half jogging out of the chapel. He sees all this mess and he just stares at me and goes, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jack. <laughs> I think he helped clean it up to his credit, but but the more I tell the story, the more dramatic it gets. And he walks away, you know, lights a cigarette, you know, in celebration of, you know, causing my Well, I've had to tell this story like a hundred times because it's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I think I think, yeah, I mean, like we can get ang- we can we should try our we should be not to be angry if it's just a personal thing, especially for, for two reasons. One is there's an anger of that, of when it, when it comes to personal attacks, oftentimes it's mistakes, right? Miscommunications, right? One of the times that Father Larry and I got in a fight one time was because I, I mean, I was tired. I said something and he had, I didn't realize how awful of a day he had been having and we just got into it and we, you know, we made up within an hour or two, but it was one of those deals where it was like, it was about three hours. Like, it, it, it was about was, three to four hours. It was not that bad though. Relatively speaking, <laughs> it was, we got over it pretty quick. And the, and the thing is, is like, like it was, it was, it was literally just a, a, a lack of empathy on either of our part and whatever. So that I think is like good to kind of see that, like, it's good to kind of learn from that, that like we fell because of human weakness. And the reason that I got angry on the personal side of it was, was because of my own, kind of weakness whereas like there's also that we want to hold back from anger as best we can because christ tells us to right uh i mean he says you know turn the other cheek right that's a pretty bold thing to say right so we witness to personal attacks if it's a personal attack yes yes so it's very rare that we're gonna i think be righteously angry when it's something small now that being said i I mean, we, I know we've both had experiences, Father Larry, where you have people who say personal things against you, um, but they don't, and you can, and you just know because of what is being said that it's not really about you. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, an attempt to undermine, you know, your role as pastor, as, as a priest, priest. Um, or the Catholic church. Exactly. Or what we represent exactly like i mean i mean how many times have have you heard something along the lines of like you know what what do you what could you as a celibate man have to say right about like marriage. as a person as a personal ta- or about anything but you know yeah. as, as a personal attack it's like like what, okay I probably which is attack over. against celibacy exactly and but it's and also an attack it's it just now. it's really attack on on um just anything we stand for yeah and that that's I where i think we can be righteously angry even though it was said against you it was actually said about something bigger, right? And that's the same with, I think sometimes with, with, with you know Christians in general, right? Is is you hear things said, and it, and the reaction is closer to, you know, basically saying, "You stupid Christian, what can you possibly know?" Yeah, right. Well, I think the other the other thing too to take in consideration here is like, I think in many circumstances, um, you know, when we're talking about things that are happening. And things that we get angry about was, was you know, on a, on a macro scale. Um, the problem is you feel helpless because there's very little you can do. Mm. So it's mm. almost like, you know, I think one of the 
you know, underlying questions. Okay, fine. I'm right. I'm, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm righteously anger about X, Y, and Z. This is happening in my, the town hall passed this law, which is unfair. And it's, you know, ruining, you know, it's ruining kids' minds or they allowed some drag queen to read to the kids at the public mm-hmm. library. And, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I think one of the problems is, well, maybe the problem is this is like, okay, what do you do? Cause I think people listen to this. Okay, fine. What do you do if it's like, you're really nothing you can do about it? I mean, I, I think, cause I, sometimes people like come to me like, father, this is happening. And like, as if like, I mean, I can do some things, but like I'm a pastor of two little tiny parishes, yeah. you know, in the middle of nowhere. And I'm, I'm, I'm a parish priest. And it's like, is there, is someone really going to listen to me just because I said it? Yeah. You know, I, I actually had a guy, uh, at, at a do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I, had okay. So that, that's like the question. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you just suck it up and you just pray about it? Or is it, or maybe the question is maybe there's something we're not thinking hard and fast about it. You know, we're not like sit like Jesus, like making up a little whip on the side and like thinking about how am I going to do this? You know, kind of deal. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, there's, it's very rare time. I would say we really have nothing we can do. Right. I mean, so that's the good news, right. Is okay. it's got tents to provide. Now that being said, we might not be able to do anything right now. Right. For the most part. I mean, like, let's, you know, we can, we can talk about it, you know, just a year over or Ooh. From Ooh. Ruby Wade, right. It took 50 years. Right. Right? Well, I got another one. There's okay. people down there are really fired up about this Molly. What's it called? Molly Dwight. Molly. No, hold on. Mall Dyer. Mall Dyer. Yeah. So they're like, can you explain that, Bill? Like people are so fired up about this. Go ahead. Well, well, so Mall Dyer was a, was an actual a, a woman uh, in St. Mary's County, which for those of you who are listening elsewhere, St. Mary's County is kind of like the mother County in this, in this uh, country for Catholicism, for sure. Um, and there's a, it's a long story. Some people say she was a witch. There's an area in, in St. Mary's County down where Father Larry is, where there, I guess at the end of the month, there's a big cele- kind of a celebration uh, of of her. It's got a witch theme and they're going to try, they have a, you know, uh, some paranormal, kids. paranormal investigator coming down to try to, you know, uh, whatever, talk to her, conjure up whatever, whatever the proper wording is but um yeah it seems to and, and it's and it's a publicized it's it's targeting like school age kids you know this is a family fun event yeah and, and the vast majority of people seem to be quite fired up about it yeah and to to go to kind of pick back what father jack was saying this is a great example is some parents got really fired up and they're and so but anyway i mean like um our high school got involved I just, and we just talked to the principal. She had no idea what, what this was all about. And she's like, Oh, we'll just take the kids out of it. <laughs> it was just simple as that. Mm-hmm. And it was because someone was angry. They, they, I said, but like there was, you know, a lot of people, let's do a protest. Like, well, we can, we can do this in another way. Let's, let's have a conversation and use the, the principle of subsidiarity. And maybe we can do this in a nonviolent way, obviously. And where there's not a lot to, you know, we won't, we don't give it more attention than it needs. And it, it worked out beautifully. And, you know, but then there's people like, that's you don't want to go to the nth degree and maybe maybe something maybe we could do some kind of procession or something like that if you know i don't know um well and but i a, think that was a good time to i just want to clarify something i said earlier when i was talking about you know everyone seems angry yeah i really don't know if it's if it if everyone is more angry than than say 20 years ago what 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 i see mm-hmm. and what everyone else sees now is because of social media we know instantly when somebody's mad about something 
and and mm-hmm. and it's obviously we've talked about this before about social media our, ourselves as well you know a lot of times the first knee jerk reaction is uh, I got to post something about this you know and I'm as guilty as anyone else uh, about that and again if we're if we're using that litmus test that's not helping anything no well, that's a great point and father jack I'd like to hear your, your your perspective on this is that I think the worst thing to do is to just react because St. Thomas also makes the point is righteous error is based on right reason. Mm-hmm. And so I think you, you got to make, and I, I've, I've been <laughs> guilty of this many times where I react to things when I don't get all the info, info, the correct info. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Make sure you got the info first and know your story and then react with, with a intelligent manner. Go. There's, there's a story about that, about, uh, it's a, it's a parable basically of like, it's like the parable, of like I think it's called like the Chinese horse, right? And the man, man is, you know, told, you know, oh, your, you know, your son found a horse. Isn't that such a great thing? He says, maybe. Right. And then the next day they said, oh, you know, your son fell off the horse and he's paralyzed. And he they said, it's such a bad thing. And he says, maybe we'll see. And then the next day somebody comes up and they're you know conscripting men for the army. And he says, my son can't serve. He just fell off a horse. And they said, oh, that's a good thing. He says, maybe we'll see. Right. And it just keeps going. Right. And it keeps building. It's like we, we react to that first thing and say that right. it's everything. Um, right. And, and it might not be right. And that's right. kind of the beauty of, 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 of what we know as Christians is that we never get the final say. And that's a good thing. Right. Is right. that, um, right. is if we had, had the final say, we'd all, you know, live miserably for 80 years and then die. And that would be it. And that'd be eternity of, of loneliness from God. And, but, but it's not, um, that, that anger even, we can say drives, you know, God in a good way to bring us back to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but anyway, yeah. So it can, yeah, it can, it, it can be, you know, you know, Aristotle's the one who says, uh, anger listens to reason somewhat, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that it's yeah. not, it's not that they're completely devoid, but sometimes right. we, we can be overwhelmed by anger. Right. Um, and, and allow it to overspill what we should do. Right. Um, yeah. Very cool. All right. So, so you got anything? Well, just before we leave. So was your anger righteous when the hot sauce broke on the floor? Yes. Okay. I His just carelessness sure. yeah. caused some, some distress in my life. Well, the, I, was, I mean, no, I, I mean, hope, sure. I hope that he would grow from that experience, but instead I just use it in homilies and, podcast did i have so many little kids down here that still quote that story because you used it when you came down here you know you're like ha, ha, ha. You know, merry christmas. christmas father jack I'm like where'd you get that one from that's okay in the end father 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 jack is the one who who suffered because after you left and then father scott would do certain things to annoy father jack but father scott's got kind of that personality and that face and demeanor where you 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 can't get you can't get angry yeah you can't Yes, so, you yeah. can. So, oh, well, yes, I was going to say, yes, you can. I take that back. I, yes, <laughs> you can. Um, right. But not as right. easy as you. Not as no, easy no, no. Well, you, you know, because you, you react in anger to Father Larry. He's going to have the conversation out, right? All the way to the end. All the way until you're just like, <laughs> I can't actually be angry anymore because even though he's still wrong, uh, at least we've <laughs> said everything that could possibly be said. Put it on the Which table. Was, Father, <laughs> Father Scott, it was a very different experience talking to him about things because he just would stare at me. And I'd just be like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. Well, good to have the band back together, folks. Uh, oh, how, about a, how, uh, how about a prayer? Yeah. Father Jack, go ahead. All right. Our help is in the name of the Lord. We made heaven and earth. Heavenly Father, we ask for your abundant blessing upon all who hear this podcast. May they know your loving care, that peace and joy that you provide. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen.